Welcome back to the Who is Satoshi podcast. If you don't watch the news or watch anything about what's going on around the world and other countries, the new president-elect of Argentina is a, an anarcho-capitalist. Is that correct? Millie? Millie? At least a libertarian. Dude, he's a little more than a libertarian. He had a chainsaw at a public rally yeah, he and, got was, a and was revving it up in people's faces. <laughs> Yeah, wasn't he saying he was going to chop down the central bank or something like that? I don't know. Is that what is that what the bit was? The chainsaw? I don't know. How there aren't a million political cartoons of him taking a chainsaw to that country's government is beyond me. Maybe there are over there. Dude, do we care about politics? What's going on with this? Is this guy... Should we care that he got elected? Well, I will refer back to a previous quote, which is, you may not be interested in politics, but politics is interested in you. And as much as the cypherpunk, super cypherpunk, super Satoshi, off the grid, using using Bitcoin for micropayments and coffee, as much as they think that they're escaping the system, the only way that they're actually going to escape is if they're either A, fabulously wealthy, in which case they probably aren't wasting their time using cypherpunk via or B, they actually live in a system that doesn't force them to have to evade it at every opportunity. Like the political system still affects them, right? Right. Hence why like Wallet of Satoshi had to peace out from the US. Correct. Yeah. I mean, what I'm saying is if you're a cypherpunk or super anarcho-capitalist, it's a good thing when the government becomes more free if you want the world to be a freer place. I agree. I think the other counter argument might be like, we know politicians don't actually do anything and it's all talk and it's all promises. What can you actually accomplish if, you know, if you're the president, you still got to act through the massive bureaucracy. So even if you are super libertarian, you know, can you actually get anything done? Or is it all false promises? We're all going to get our hopes up again and nothing's going to change. I think that's the concern that many people have is they've given up completely on politics in that sense, or they don't trust the politicians. Do you think part of it could be an emotional response. I don't want to get my hopes up. Absolutely. It's a defense mechanism. People that have been burned their entire lives. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like being, I don't know, a Browns fan or <laughs> a Nebraska fan or some other insanely shitty football team fan. And you just think you have a glimmer of hope of being good at some point. And then, you know, your kind friends, the good friends among you will stop. They'll put a hand on your chest and they'll say, wait, we can still fuck this up. <laughs> <laughs> been there dude i actually think the more important thing about this election is the fact that it tells us the true sentiment of the population this guy would never get elected in america because we're not and we can say oh look at our sentiment you know we voted for trump dude trump is okay trump was an outsider politically but he wasn't publicly an anarcho-capitalist <laughs> he, no, he was he, he was very much just a capitalist <laughs> right this guy is a little crazy in Argentina. He's a lot crazy, but the people love him for it. And yeah, I think more important than like, well, does he actually accomplish anything? Can he actually do anything? Is the fact that people voted him in, that there's this large number of people in the society that have these values, have these thoughts, and know that this is like the proper solution. I think that's really the important thing here. Whether Millie does anything or not is kind of irrelevant. It would be nice if he does. I want him to shut down the central bank, put them on a Bitcoin standard, you know, whatever else. But ultimately, I don't think what he does matters too much in the long run. It would be pretty hard to make Argentina more dysfunctional, right? Yeah. 
so a few things. Number one, it is like Trump in some ways in the fact that he's an outsider in the fact that there's, I don't know if it's a single issue, but there's like this main issue for Malay. A lot of it is like this government spending, right? And this inflation problem that's been plaguing Argentina for a while. For Trump, for a lot of voters, it was immigration. They were sick for decades of nothing being done about immigration. And look at the four years after Trump. Was anything substantial done for immigration? After all the talk of like building a wall? Not really. We're kind of in the same situation as before. And not only that, throughout his entire presidency, he had to fight all of these entrenched people in each of the departments. Oh, you want to change something in Department of Homeland and security or whatever, like there's going to be a director that fights you and then an assistant director. And then there's going to be entrenched bureaucrats that try and influence everything in their direct political direction all the way up and down, right? I guess the one pitfall that you're falling into there is you're trying to tra- change things incrementally. Whereas if you watch some of Millie's, Millie's clips, he's talking about taking the axe to entire branches of government, which I think that could actually work, <laughs> right? Like, like the problem is you're fighting bureaucrats who are who are entrenched and they're interested in diverting funds and controlling the the amount of work that they're asked to do and stuff like that the one thing that works against them is complete job wise annihilation yeah i agree well you're essentially dealing with like politicians at every level that's what a bureaucrat is yes non non-elected politicians so possibly worse than the politicians we all hate and know hired and unfireable politicians (laughs) but yeah i've seen the video i think the one you're talking about where he goes he's got some whiteboard or something with these magnets on it of all the different departments and he's just peeling them off as he sees every single one of them out (laughs) health and welfare out (laughs) i mean i always talk about similar things i I always say you know when the america was founded you know we have four departments four department of justice department of war which became department of defense department of the treasury and department of state that's all you need for a federal government i don't even think you need you know some of that stuff you could probably get rid of (laughs) what department of state I mean, yeah, Department of State just has a propensity to get way too bloated and you end up having all these people that wear turtlenecks and read The Economist and talk about some foreign areas if they loved it, even though they've only studied like maybe 100 hours of it and learned a quarter of a language. But they read The Economist, so they're better than you. The other thing that's funny about Malay is he's either A, the exact Argentine equivalent of like a Ron Paul, and they happen to be born on opposite sides of like opposite hemispheres at the exact time. Like wherever Ron Paul was, let's say it's like Philadelphia. He was born in Philadelphia. The exact flip location of his uh, Malay counterpart was born across the equator in South America. And maybe there's one of those for each of us. <laughs> or number two, Malay may be one of the founding fathers that was teleported across time. And this is what a Thomas Jefferson from Argentina in 2023 looks like. I mean, how else could you explain the hairstyle? That's good. dude. I hadn't thought of any of these. Well, I think that raises another important question. If the founding fathers were alive today, have we developed essentially new political like classes or ideologies? How so? I'm wondering if they even had like, oh, I'm an anarcho-capitalist. Did they have anarcho-capitalists back then? Did they have, you think they had anarcho-capitalists? Yeah. Well, they didn't call it that, yeah. Well, okay. Dude, how, yeah, how different is an anti-federalist from a from an anarcho-capitalist? Virtually no difference right. between the two. Well, that was my point, actually, is how many of these founding fathers, because we've got these new labels today, are actually anarcho-capitalists? Yeah. 
Yeah, if you yeah, if you brought them into the modern day, they would be you know how they have the political compass chart. Yeah, you know how it's authoritarianism and it's like low to high, and then it's like um, what's the authoritarianism, and then it's like a free like econ like the freedom of your economy or something. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. They would basically be in the farthest corner of the libertarian side possible. <laughs> yeah, it's exciting. I mean, it's kind of exciting to see what'll happen. Dude, I've got my hopes up because it's not my country. So it's easy for me to cheer for this team, Argentina, and be like, yeah, yeah you guys are going to do it. It's all going to work out. Everything's going to get better. This politician's not corrupt. But yeah, if this was going on in the U.S., I'd be rolling my eyes. I'd be much more negative because it's actually affecting me. I, you know, I can't get my hopes up for, for my country. But for someone else's, if it fails, I'm not really let down. It's just kind of like, ah, oh, that sucks. <laughs> exactly. And going back to the Ron Paul thing, it's exactly like imagining Ron Paul winning the presidency. I would be excited. It'd be fun. I'd be glad that people's eyes were being opened to what I thought were the same problem. But I don't know if Ron Paul, even if he was elected president, could make any substantial changes given how entrenched the socialist mind and in, in infrastructure is. Dude, part of me thinks that, uh, is it Millie or Malay? Millie's the general that's kind of uh, transgender or whatever, isn't he? Mill Millie's the gay general. Okay. Malay is the <laughs> argument. Okay. Malay. Part of me thinks that he's going to have an easier time than, you know, you'd have in the States. I was going to say because it's more corrupt over in Argentina, but I don't know if that's accurate. I think that from an outside without spending any time freaking understanding anything about Argentina, it seems like the main grievance there are the people are more likely to direct their anger at the correct source of the problem, which is the central bank, right? And the money. Here people will talk about inflation, but in the same breath will say, oh, and you know, we did this and that and gas prices have been, you know, we did, we, we fucked up this in the Middle East and gas prices have been higher. Right. Or the clip of Biden saying, uh, look, you know, inflation's up, but these people who say that it's because we print money, it's just not true. <laughs> Have you seen that clip? I have not. Dude, <laughs> I don't know what to do other than laugh when I see it. Yeah, so I think, I kind of think you've got more control as an Argentinian president. I feel like you could do whatever you want, and maybe it's because of their system of government, whatever it is. Again, I don't know too much about it either. But I get the sense that, you know, the president has more authority and ability to enact change than ours does. Like if ours, I guess ours could get rid of departments, but they're just hamstrung in a lot of other, uh, other areas. Yeah, the only way something like this would succeed is if you started massive change immediately and never took your foot off the gas. Like the second that you start like negotiating about keeping some people in this or that department or like get a little timid about just cutting the head off the snake, it's never going to work. Right. And I think the other problem with if you try and do this with the states, we're not quite where Argentina is. <laughs> I think we're on that no, path. No, because we print the money. Right. And I and I, I do think we're on that path, though. But yeah, if you got rid of like Department of Education, despite how awful I think schools are, I think a lot of people out there would be like, well, what do you mean? You know, what do I do with my kid when I go to work? Who's going to teach my kids? I think there's a lot of, this doesn't justify their existence, dude. But I think there would be a bigger uproar because certain people actually use these uh, programs or systems. Whereas in Argentina, I think it's so foobar that they're all like, yeah, just, just get rid of all of it. We'll figure it out. <laughs> 
Yeah. And we're not there yet in the U.S. Well, there is an element of, of with this whole monetary issue, we also kind of indirectly benefit from the printing. Like the Argentines are arguing about trying to get on the U.S. dollar, which we already are. <laughs> you know? Yeah. For them, for six, like their definition of success, at least many of them, is probably just to start using the U.S. dollar. Yeah, because then they don't need to be angry with their politicians. They need to be angry with our politicians, which is a big step up. They're joining the American people. Like, Respect. That's who we're angry with as well. <laughs> Our dream of uniting the entire Americas into one massive. That is not the dream. real manifest destiny. <laughs> that is not the dream. <laughs> that sounds like a nightmare. For some. For the Lincolns out there. Yeah, I think it's smart to kind of be skeptical of how much can be changed, but also be kind of excited to be seeing something like this happen. I think you're 100% dead on what you said at the beginning. Just the fact that this is a talking point and people are circulating videos of him pointing to the, the central bank, talking about how capitalists have a moral superiority, a physical superiority, a technical superiority over these looters, these collectivists, these socialists. Like all these things are good for the cause, right? There's some people online that get upset about like a partial win because in their mind, like unless it's a perfect win, unless Malay is, you know, 50% more anarcho-capitalist, this is bullshit, right? Yeah, I think it's a win and I think it's going to be fun. And I think maybe Argentina switching to the US dollar is a stepping stone for them to, to try and do what El Salvador is doing. And, you know, this could be the third country to adopt Bitcoin as legal tender. Which was number two? I think it was a country in Africa that did it, if that counts. That counts, oh. dude. Don't be racist. <laughs> not racism dude you don't even know the country it's no i do know it it's the african congo of um republic republic african republican congo that sounds made up but i'll <laughs> believe you for a second <laughs> chances of malay getting assassinated 50 percent. i was just about to bring that up by the u.s i would put a lot of money yeah and well for sure it's not gonna be yeah it's gonna be a heart attack a boating accident falling down a flight of stairs like i mean the, the chances are real you're insane if you think the chances are under 10%. They're high. <laughs> I'd love to see the actual numbers behind it. But here's here's where we may be wrong is at the end of the day he, you know, one of the things he's trying to do is put his country on the dollar, which is not that bad. Now if he was saying, "Oh, we're going to move to a gold standard, we're going to move to a Bitcoin standard." I would have said, "You know, he's already dead. That's a that's an actor walking around." <laughs> He's going to get bayoneted up the rear end and then video shown everywhere and Hillary Clinton's going to laugh at it just like Gaddafi. Oh, dude. What are the odds that he's controlled opposition? Dude, I've seen a lot of people saying that on Twitter. I guess there's a chance. I don't know if there's like a big payout or like imagine, you know, being in control, one of these globalists or whatever and saying, all right, <clears throat> switching to Argentina and spending time and energy and effort in placing Malay in Argentina. <laughs> the world's best asset. I mean, I'm, I'm on board for conspiracy theories as much as the next guy. <laughs> I don't know if anyone cares what's going on in Argentina, aside from us. At least on might be one of the 10 most populated countries in the world, or maybe not 10 most populated. It's a significant country. It is a significant country. I just don't know. I mean, we're not talking about... But to what end are they trying to... To what end would they be putting Malay in place? I, I just don't see it. And I... When we talk about the difference between U.S. government, you know, assassinating someone, that doesn't take a lot of energy and, and effort and time and forethought. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, great. You guys saw this? All right. Yep. Just do it and make it look. Yeah. Send, send Bruce down 
there. Yeah, and make it look good. Make it look like an accident. All right, right. That's the amount of energy we're talking about. When we're talking about, oh, this has been something that's been seeded for a decade and it's come to fruition because all of our plans are coming together. <laughs> it's just a little much for me, dude. I don't, I don't. It's a Palpatine move. It's what it is. But even even more difficult than Palpatine because Palpatine, he got to be the actor himself, right? He got to take power himself. And this would be like, oh, if he appointed Darth Maul as a fake actor in one of these countries and tried to get Darth Maul to pretend to be a libertarian right. for a long time. And more than that, it wouldn't be giving himself, you know, the supreme chancellor power. It would be giving Darth Maul if they had some subsect like, you know, oh, you're the outer rim chancellor, that's what it would be doing, right? Like he's in charge of the outer rim. Tatooine. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you own the underwater half of Naboo. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's that's realistic. But what do you think? Do you think it's controlled opposition? I mean, that's another thing where, you know, I, I'm not a, I'm not immediately going to jump on and say, oh, he's definitely controlled opposition. You know, he, he made some, he got the COVID shot or something like that. He's, he's definitely like a globalist. No, I'm not going to say that. I would say we've seen how conniving governments can be just from the things that we know, not from the things that we don't know about what they do. I would 100% believe that they would plant a controlled opposition candidate. But I really think that like that's the only thing you can do is assume that it's not happening and then if you look back on someone's record and they've consistently done the opposite of what they said or something like that then you can like it's not a conversation for right now there's no way that you would have of knowing and to assume that every single person is controlled opposition before you even see anything is it's just going to make you into a paranoid psycho yeah it's unhealthy it's unhealthy now i would say like if he gets into power and then he's you know oh we're gonna dollarize and then it's like oh we're gonna <laughs> you know we're gonna start doing you know 40 percent income tax to support we got to dollarize and we got to do this other stuff it's just word salad heaped on top of globalist policies then yeah i think you start thinking about okay well maybe he's controlled opposition right if he thinks we need another department to watch over these other departments and keep them in check instead of axing all of them he might be controlled opposition right and i guess i'm saying it's like i think it's naive to say that i think it's a little psycho to say like for sure he's he's globalist controlled right now it's also a little naive to think that it can't ever happen and that this wouldn't be something that's very desirable yeah i guess i'd say there's you know five or ten percent chance something like that yeah now given the best case scenario where argentina maybe tries to move to the dollar maybe they move to bitcoin maybe they become this libertarian state are we moving to argentina they've got a little bit of work to do but i'm open to it same way with el salvador you know i'm moving to el salvador right now I'm not, but you know, El Salvador's trajectory, they're on the right trajectory and Argentina could join and the US is on a negative trajectory. <laughs> and I think it's, you yeah. know, once those lines intersect, yeah, it's time to hop or maybe slightly before once you can see like, oh, there's the intersection. All right, let's let's take this exit ramp. I would say I'm approximately a gazillion times more interested in living in Argentina than El Salvador. Is it because they're uh, rich in natural resources? That's part of it. Yeah. I mean, I've always admired that natural beauty from afar. You know, it's, it seems like a really pretty country. Lots of mountains, lots of sweeping plains. I think they're also like, like, I think they're also well, like not, they're not wealthy. They should be wealthy because of all their natural resources. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. It's, uh, it's like some of the best farmland and ranch land in the entire world. Screw it, dude. I'm, I'm convincing myself. I'm going to move to Argentina. I, I would just give it some time. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's great. But let's see your Second Amendment. <laughs> yeah, that's an important one. A lot of people talk about that with El Salvador, the fact that they don't have Second Amendment rights. Dude, I think it makes which sense. I respect. I think it makes sense that El Salvador doesn't have Second Amendment rights. I think you can implement that once you've kind of reined in a society. I mean, imagine if he said, "Okay, yep, we're going to protect your most fundamental rights," and you know, Second Amendment's part of it. Dude, all, what would he do with all the gang members that they had issues with? I mean, he was able to lock them up, and we can say that's right or wrong. <laughs> I mean, it got to that point, and yeah, I I don't agree with government power, government, you know, not allowing citizens to have guns and things like that. But it wasn't, they were beyond the point of talking about individual rights. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. Dude, the Second Amendment, it really only works. <laughs> it only works in the right situation, right? In the right situation. Yes, the right situation. Not society. You can't, that's what I mean. Society and situation. Yeah, sure. Whatever whatever words you, no, why, what's so funny about that? It does only work in the right society. Are you saying something about the makeup of the society? Yes. What does the society need to be made up of? Maybe some sort of homogenous? I think the number one thing is they have to have a level of like legal respect like you have to you have to have some some concept or some internalization of this rule of law and sometimes that comes from like a religious perspective sometimes it doesn't i mean i like you look at america like part of the reason it was able to like the second amendment is able to work for so long is because of the population and the culture of the people that have been in america it's generally law, a law-abiding but freedom-loving, non-violent. You know, there's certain cultural traits that I don't think that just dropping AKs and Glocks on a population universally makes it more safe. Right. No, I agree with you. I was trying to make a joke, but uh, yeah, you've turned it around into a good point. How dare me? <laughs> well, I think you know, the, I'm surprised you haven't used this word yet, but yeah, like the morality also of a group. And yeah. that can be based, like you said, I think it could be based in religion, even just people's morality. Even if you said there's no laws, many people would still behave morally, just not everyone. Right. But the larger percent of your population that would behave morally, right, makes it okay to have guns. All right. So I think we're, we need to circle back at some point and, and check in on old Malay and see how maybe his first hundred days or maybe first few months, if he's not assassinated, turn out for him in Argentina. Oh, yeah. We'll see. But my money's on Malay. I think he's going to do something worthwhile. And when you say money, you mean Bitcoin. Yeah. Peace. Peace.